Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for September 17th, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled, Greater is Coming. And I really do believe that. I mean, I believe that if you open up your heart to the plans and purposes that God made for you before the world began, and you accept Jesus as Lord and you're born again, you get filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will begin to reveal things to you. He will reveal to you what was prepared for you but concealed from you. And as as this revelation comes, you will become the man, the woman that God has called you to be. And as you walk it out, you will continually be able to say, greater is coming for me. So, uh, but you got to exercise faith and patience. And that's what this series is about. So this is part 27. Greater is coming part 27. Uh, The title of today's message is friends keep you going. As a believer, you need friends. Look, I'm going to talk about it today. You do need divine relationships. You got to have some people in your life. And these are people that when they are there because God wants them there, they will help you to keep going when you feel like giving up and caving in and quit. The series is about faith and patience and friends will help you keep going. You got it? All right. So we've been studying the life of David. Uh, we've been studying first, um, first Samuel chapter 16 and then uh, chapter 17. Today we cross over into chapter 18. First uh, Samuel chapter 18, and today I'm going to cover verses 1, uh, 2, and 3. And uh, as I cover this small portion, I'm going to drive home the importance of relationships as I talk about the relationship between David and Jonathan. So let's get into it. So after David killed uh, the giant, and we've covered that already, the Israeli army like woke up, right? And they went and destroyed the Philistines, and we covered that already. But then after all of that, remember, David came back, and, and the general, Abner, uh, took David to the king. And remember, he had the giant's head in his hand and all that. That was cool. But when he got to meet the king, like uh, again, but this time under new a new context, this time... He got to meet the king's son. The king's son, his name was Jonathan, Prince Jonathan. And when the two met, the Bible says that they immediately connected. This was a supernatural connection. The Bible says there was an immediate bond between them for Jonathan loved David. The Bible goes on to say that Jonathan loved him as he loved himself. So to seal the relationship uh, between Jonathan and David, Jonathan entered into like a covenant relationship right away. I mean, so he swore a solemn oath to David and he did this by taking off his uh, robe and giving it to David. And then he took off his tunic and he gave it to David. Then he took off his sword and his uh, his bow and his belt. And he gave all of that to David. Symbolically, what he was saying is everything that I have is yours. That's it. And so, but spiritually, the two men were entering into a covenant. Now, Jonathan's father, King Saul, he saw what was going on and he sanctioned 
the relationship and he welcomed David into the palace. Now, from that day, David would never again live in Bethlehem. Now, now think about how crazy that is. Remember, David was running an errand for his father. Remember that morning, David's father was like, hey, come here, son. Yes, sir. I need you to take your brother some lunch. Okay. And a funny thing happened on the way to lunch. <laughs> he wound up killing a giant. He wound up becoming a national hero. And then he wound up moving into the palace. And he never again went back to Bethlehem. Now, David didn't know, right? I mean, he had no way of knowing that this relationship with Jonathan was going to be so special, but God connected them. And that's what I'll talk about today. Jonathan, the son of Saul, actually wound up helping David on multiple occasions at the risk of his own life. He was helping David when his own father was trying to kill David. And so Jonathan was being groomed to be king, obviously, right? He was the prince. He was he was in line to be the king. And he actually wound up in a strange twist of fate. He wound up helping the man that was going to take his place, David. He wound up helping the man that was actually going to replace him on the throne. Now, Jonathan had no way of knowing that. David had no way of knowing that either, right? I mean, so not, this was just kind of unfolding. And that's how it is with God. Uh, we know better like over time, but you just got to be open. This is why you just got to be open to whatever God wants to do in your life. You never really understand what he's doing. This relationship was so special that it even outlives uh, Jonathan. Later on, Jonathan didn't know that he and his father were going to die on the same day, which they did. Uh, and then of course, David becomes the king. And then uh, Jonathan actually had a son. His name was Mephibosheth. And of course, that little boy was born as a prince. And on the day that Mephibosheth's father and grandfather died on the same day, the, the nanny that was carrying him, she dropped him. And the little boy was crippled. And, and so then he was born to be a king and now he's crippled. And he wound up living in a place called Lodabar, that, that, a place of broken dreams. And, and so fast forward many, many years, David actually says, hey, does Jonathan have any sons? Because I want to show some kindness. to. If he has any kids out there, I want to show some kindness to the kids because of Jonathan, because of my love for Jonathan. And they find Mephibosheth in Lodabar. And, and, and David redeems Mephibosheth out of Lodabar and lets him move into the palace and basically changes his life forever because of this special relationship between Jonathan and David. Now, David could not have planned a better relationship if, if he tried, but this was God. God set this thing up. And what I'm saying is that God will send people for, to you and he will ordain for you to have divine relationships along the way. And these are relationships that will help you to become the man or the woman that God has called you to be. So I'll stop here in the story. What does this mean for you today? So I can start teaching now. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. And as I get into these three things, I want you to really listen to what God is saying. Three things. Number one, here we go. God never called you to do it alone. Now, are you called by God? Say yes. Okay, you're called by God, but God never called you to do it alone. You will never maximize your purpose and potential without the assistance of others. It's just not going to happen. You're not a lone ranger. So, so you need to be open to the relationships that God wants you to have. I run into people all the time that say, man, I don't need nobody. Remember that Kirk Franklin song? As long as I got Jesus, I don't need nobody else. Okay. Yeah, that, that's cool. That sounds okay. 
But you know what that is? That's hurt. That's what that is. That's hurt. That's people that are just talking out of pain. Yeah, I got it. Look, I understand. I'm in the people business. As a man of God, we're in the people business, right? And people can be messy. I'm also an engineer. I like equipment. Equipment is easy. It's on or off. It's working or it's not. It's a one or a zero. People are not like that. I, like People can be up today and down tomorrow, up in the morning and down in the afternoon, smile in your face and then stab you in the back. I got it. People can be messy. But at the end of the day, no matter how bad people are, you still need people. So you got to be open to the relationships that God wants you to have. If you've been hurt in the past, and guess what? I think we've all been hurt by people, right? God can help you to learn how to forgive, how to release, how to let things go. And the Holy Spirit can wash the pain away. For you to have thriving relationships, you got to be healthy yourself. And so one of the things that that we have to do uh, for us to be healthy is to learn how to love ourselves. Jonathan loved David the way that he loved himself, right? So we got to love ourselves because if you you don't love yourself, you're not going to love other people. Get healthy. Learn to love yourself. Learn to see yourself the way that God sees you. Open your heart to the relationships that God wants you to have. Listen to the Holy Spirit. He will tell you which ones to connect with and which ones not to connect with because everybody's not for you and you're not for everybody. And then when you connect with the right people, you're going to be surrounded with the right people. And remember, this series is about faith and patience. They're going to help you when you feel like giving up, caving in and quit. They will help you to keep going. You got it? All right. Number two, covenant relationships are special. Now, In 2020, (laughs) today, present day, people use the word friend loosely, like especially when you have like 2,000 friends on Facebook, right? So people just say friend like for everybody, but real friends, like God-given friends should be cherished. The Lord helped to set up a divine relationship between Jonathan and David. This was a divine friendship. And if you would take the time to acknowledge it, actually think about it, God has done the same for you. He has actually sent key people, not a lot, not a lot of people, but there's some key people that God has sent into your life to connect with you and for you to connect with them. And so when the Father sends these people our way, he wants them to be a blessing to us and us to be a blessing to them. And life is better. Listen, at the end of the day, life is better when you enjoy it with friends. David would have never become David. Like David would have never become the David that we know if it were not for Jonathan. I could say the same thing about Ruth and Naomi. I could say the same thing about Elijah and Elisha. I could say the same thing about Paul and Barnabas. I'm actually going to say a little bit more about Paul and Barnabas here in a minute, but appreciate the people that God has placed in your life. The people that God has ordained to be there, appreciate them, honor them, respect them, and value that relationship. You got it? All right. Number three, And finally, I only have three things for you this morning. So the third point, divine friends can help to usher us into our purpose. When you have divine friends, they actually help to to push you along into becoming the man or the woman that God has called you to be. Like I said, if it were not for Jonathan, David, we wouldn't even be reading about David because Jonathan had to protect David from the multiple attacks of his own father. Jonathan may not have known it, but Jonathan was actually helping David become David. He was helping David for his divine assignment. Jonathan was so committed to David that he was helping David, even if it meant that when it came time to replace Saul, that David would take his place. Now that is a divine connection. Now we all need people. 
like Jonathan in, in our lives. And, and if we're open to God and open to God's grace, um, then he will highlight the people that he has sent and, and we can value them and then honor them and give them the position. Not everybody can speak into your life, right? I, don't allow everybody to speak into your life. Um, words don't, not everybody's words matter. Not everybody's words carry the same weight. My mother used to say to me all the time, she would say, la cosa se cogen de quien lo dicen. Like, you know, you take things based on who said it. And so there are some people whose words matter. Who, who, there are some people who, who I've given license to speak into my life. And then there's a lot of people who I have not. So if somebody says to me that, I, that, that their words don't matter to me, if somebody says, oh, you should have done that. I'm like, okay. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you for your input. <laughs> Thank you for your opinion. Uh, end of story. I, I'm being led of God. But there are other people that I value that if they come to me and say, hey, son, you should not have done that. Now that's a whole different story, right? Because I, I've given their words weight. So there are some people in your life that you are going to value their input and, and you should cherish that, you know, cherish those relationships. Let me talk about um, Saul and Barnabas for a minute, right? Because I, uh, I'm talking about David and Jonathan, but I want to just highlight Saul and Barnabas. I've, I've talked on, uh, taught on this before, but I think it's, it's worth mentioning within the context of today's message. Paul and Barnabas, if you look at that relationship, you would have to acknowledge that there would, no, there would not be an apostle Paul if it were not for Barnabas. Barnabas was the one that stood up for Paul. Matter of fact, when Paul was first born again, when he was still known as Saul of Tarsus, the terrorist, he comes, first of all, he, um, he tried to preach where he was. <laughs> and those people was like, man, this dude is a terrorist. And now he's talking about Jesus. What are you talking about? You was trying to kill people that was naming the name of Jesus, and they tried to kill him. So he had to take off running. He said, well, let me go talk to uh, the apostles. And he finds Barnabas. And Barnabas is like, all right, look, I believe in this guy. And he takes him to the apostles. And the apostles, they didn't accept him. And nobody there was, matter of fact, they tried to kill him again. And so Barnabas had to lower, help lower uh, Saul or Paul down the wall, like out of, out of this wall city in a basket. And Paul takes off. Uh, and he goes back to Tarsus and almost like an exile or an isolation. And he's there spending three years trying to learn, like, I'm born again now. The life that I lived before is not the, the life I'm supposed to live. He spent all this time becoming someone he was not supposed to be. And now he's all messed up and he doesn't know what to do with his life. Now, Barnabas is sent to Antioch to preach the gospel. And he's in Antioch. He's starting a church. He's doing ministry. And Antioch is in Syria. And Paul at this time is in Tarsus, which is in Turkey. And the Holy Spirit moves upon Barnabas and Barnabas leaves Antioch, Syria, travels all the way, no Uber, none of that. He had to take boats and everything, travels all the way to Tarsus and says, hey man, the Holy Spirit sent me here to get you. Let's go. Let's go do ministry. Both of them get back in the boat. They go back over to Antioch. They preach together, right? And, and we were called Christians first in Antioch because of Barnabas and Paul. And then later, I mean, there's so many things that Barnabas did for Paul. My point here is this, as I close, we all need a Barnabas. Like we all need somebody like that in our life. We all need the people that God has ordained to be there, to give us the encouragement when we need it, to build us up, to open doors for us that we cannot open for ourselves. 
I know that I have many people like that in my life. And, and without those people, I would not be the man that I am today. David would not be David without Jonathan. Paul would not be Paul without Barnabas. And if you would acknowledge it, you wouldn't be who you are were, were it not for the key people that God has placed in your life. So appreciate those people and honor them and respect them and value the relationship because this series is about faith and patience. And if you're in it for the long haul, you are going to need others. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this, declare this, say, Father, I acknowledge the fact that I will not be able to maximize my purpose and potential without others. I cannot do it by myself. I am not a lone ranger, so I won't try to be one. I need you. And I need the people that you want me to have. So I also know that they need me. I release the pain of my past and I open my heart to covenant relationships. I commit to be a blessing to them because I love them without requiring anything in return. And I know that they will be a blessing to me. My friends will be part of my life story and I get to be part of theirs. Thinking about it, I get excited and I boldly declare that greater is coming for us. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org and sign up. Click on the subscribe button and put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. This was not one of those messages that's like, rah, rah, get excited, high five your neighbor. But this was a message that you need. This is actually a very important message. You are not a lone ranger. God didn't call you to do it by yourself. You got to be surrounded with people of like precious faith. And when you're surrounded with the right people, you're going to hear the right things and your faith is going to be fortified and edified. All right. So go out there, appreciate your friends, call them today, text them, say, man, I appreciate you. I thank God for you. I love you. Make sure you do that. Honor the people that God has placed in your life. I love you and God loves you more. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. And please share this message on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Let me just say this because I don't ask for this all the time. If you're watching on YouTube, it's youtube.com forward slash Rick Pena. Subscribe to the channel and hit the like button. All right. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.